The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, if you have a Bible or a device that is set to silent that you are doing Bible stuff from, you can turn to Luke chapter 13. That's kind of where we're going to camp out. I'm going to look at several verses today, but this will be the main text. We're beginning a brand new series today called Roots. Everybody say Roots. Roots. And what we're going to be looking at over the next several weeks is the production of our life. Your life is producing something. Every one of us are producing something in this world. And in the Bible, when it talks about the production of our life, the metaphor that is used most of the time for this production is fruit. Everybody say fruit. fruit. And, and so the idea is that our life is producing some kind of fruit, either good fruit or some, maybe some bad fruit or maybe no fruit. But, but this fruit stuff is important for us to look at and to examine for, for several reasons. First one is this, uh, what, the fruit that, that, we dis, that we have in our life is what we display to the world around us. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. But, but the second point that, that you need to understand about the fruit of your life is the fruit of your life is what the world around you is eating from. You need to realize something today that you are producing something that people around you are eating from. If you're married today, your spouse is eating from the fruit of your life. If you have children today, your children are eating from the fruit of your life. If you're a, an employer today, your employees are eating from the fruit of your life. Somebody is watching you. Somebody is paying attention to you. I don't care if you are older, younger, you're in high school, junior high, wherever you find yourself today, your life is producing fruit. And this fruit is important to, to what God wants to do in your life. Now, I think we would all agree that we desire to produce good fruit. Anybody not want to produce good fruit in their life? Okay, good. That's good. We all want to produce good fruit. But I want you to realize today that that God wants you to produce good fruit too. In fact, God wants you to produce good fruit probably more than you want to produce good fruit. Look, look at this with me. This is Jesus talking about this idea in John chapter 15, verse 16. He says this. He says, I chose you and appointed you that you should go and say this with me, bear fruit. He wants us to bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. In other words, that it should, it should, it should live in your life. It should be, constantly be there. It should abide so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. God wants each and every one of us to bear fruit. He wants us to bear good fruit. And he wants us to bear fruit in such a way that it's abiding in us, that it's remaining in us, that it's constantly there for us and for the world around us to be able to eat from the fruit of our life. So here's the question. What's the key to us producing this good, godly fruit that God wants us to produce? Well, Jesus gives us a glimpse into this in Luke chapter 13. I told you to turn there. In this story, Luke, uh, Jesus gives us a parable. And it's a parable that, that's sometimes kind of overlooked because it's, some people don't quite understand what it's talking about here. But it's a parable about a fig tree. Now, this is not the story where Jesus curses the fig tree. It's another fig tree that Jesus speaks to here. But in this story, he talks about this problem that this fig tree is having with fruit production. And he speaks into what needs to take place within this tree in order to it to be, to be affected in such a way that it's going to produce the right kind of fruit. Look at this with me. Luke chapter 13, verse 6. It says, he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found None. Okay, so there's a fruit problem. This tree is not producing fruit like it's supposed to be. 
Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit from this tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Notice, when the tree's not producing the way it's supposed to, it's useless. It's just taking up space. It's just taking up ground. Now look at what it goes on to say there. The keeper of the vineyard says this back. He says, But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I, notice these words, dig around it and fertilize it. If you've got a Bible, highlight that, circle that, make a note there. Verse 9, and if it bears fruit, well, but if it does not, after that, you can cut it down. Now, here's what I want you to see. Jesus gives us this parable, and in it, uh, in this story, when a certain man comes looking for fruit, the keeper of the vineyard does not point him to the fruit, but to the root. He, t- he, he goes, let's work on the root. Notice what he says, verse, verse 8, he says, sir, let us... Let it alone for a year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. He says, let me work on the base of this tree. Let me work at the the bottom of this tree, underneath the fruit. Let's get below what the fruit's doing. Let's get down to the base of this tree and let's work on it. What's at the base of the tree? The roots of the tree are at the base of the tree. And here's what I want you to see this morning. If you're taking notes, you've got your new song notes with you this morning. You can fill this out, follow along with me. If you have a fruit problem, you have a root problem. Everybody say root problem. The fruit problem that you may be addressing in your life, that you may be dealing with, the problem is is not in the fruit, it's in the roots. But often what we do when we have problems in our life, and we all face problems, we have issues in our life. We have these fruit issues from time to time. And when we have them, what we want to do sometimes is we want to try to deal with the fruit and figure out what's going on with the fruit. But the answer is not in dealing with the fruit, it's in getting to the root that's causing the fruit. What's the root cause of the sin that I'm struggling with? What's the root cause of the addiction I can't seem to get over? What's the root cause? Why can't I keep a job? You know those people, they go from job to job to job to job. What's the root cause? Why do I keep losing my jobs? Why can't I maintain good relationships? Why do I keep falling for bad relationships? You probably all know that person. Maybe you find yourself being that person that you you get in these relationships with people and you get out of them and you're like, what was I thinking? How did I allow myself to be in that unhealthy relationship? What's the root cause? Not just the fruit. We don't want to deal with just the fruit. We want to deal with the root. That's what Jesus is getting to. And so that's what this series is about. We want to dig beneath the fruit to get down into the roots of our life, to figure out what things may be hurting us at a root level so we can produce the fruit that we're called to produce. Because here's the thing about this fruit issue. If we put all our focus and our attention on the fruit, then, then the fruit, the sin, the addiction, the lack of healing, whatever that is, that becomes like a little God in our life. Because it captures all our, all our attention. And, and here's the truth for you this morning. Whatever captures your attention captures you. Whatever gets your attention gets you. So, so we want to focus on the root because you're going to see this today. If we're focusing on the root and we understand what the root is, then that gets our attention and that's going to help us to step into what God wants us to have. Okay, so two things you need to understand as we jump into this this morning. Fruit is a product of two things, identity and environment. Say that with me this morning. Identity, let's try it, say it like you mean it, everybody. Wake up, all right? Identity. And environment, identity and environment. Let's talk about identity for a minute. Remember earlier I said that the fruit is what we display to the world around us. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 12, 33. He said, a tree is identified by its fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. 
You can know a tree by the fruit that it's producing. Now, I, I know very little about plant life. You would never guess that by looking at me, but it is true, yes. <laughs> I know nothing about plants and trees and shrubs and all that stuff. If you took me out into some you know, field full of trees and started showing me trees, I could not tell you what these trees were. But, but I, I can tell you a tree based on this. If you walk me up to a tree and that tree has lemons hanging from it, I can tell you what kind of tree it is. That's a lemon tree, right? If you walk me up to an orange tree and I see oranges hanging from it, I can tell you that's an orange tree. If it has apples hanging from it, it's an apple tree, right? Because I know what kind of tree it is based on the fruit that it's producing. You guys, you guys track with me? That's what Jesus is showing us here. The fruit a tree produces directly correlates to the tree's identity. Now, let me take it a step further. There are 7,500 different apple, apples that exist in the world. 7,500. Isn't that crazy? In America, we produce commercially about 100 different kinds of apples. So you go to the grocery store and you're going to see all these different apples, right? There's red apples and pink apples and green apples and yellow apples. And, and so the, the, most, the, the apple that's produced commercially that is hard to get to is an apple called the Arkansas black apple. I have a picture of it here. This is the Arkansas black apple. It almost looks like a plum, doesn't it? But this apple is rare. It's, it's produced commercially in America, but it's rare. It's hard to find, and it's, it's a pretty expensive apple. This is the apple that was the model for the apple in the 1940s Snow White cartoon that Walt Disney did. That's the apple that they used as the model apple. So that one is hard to come by. There's another apple that's very easy to come by. It's the most widely produced apple in America. It's called the Red Delicious Apple. This is the apple that you see everywhere. Every grocery store has this apple. Oncue has this apple. Like, this apple is everywhere. It's called the Red Delicious, and I have no idea why. Because if you've ever had one, it's the Red Disgusting Apple, in my opinion. Like, the texture's gross. The skin is gross. It's just not a good apple, in my opinion. But these two apples exist, and there's tons of different kinds of apples. Now, here's the thing about apples. Just like, we, we all understand that like an apple tree isn't going to have a branch on it where oranges are growing, right? We all understand that. But, but the identity is so specific that even an apple tree can only produce apples from its specific identity. So, so here's what I mean by that. An Arkansas black apple tree cannot produce red nasty apples. Can't do it. And a red nasty apple tree cannot produce Arkansas black apples. They can only produce apples specific to their specific identity. Doesn't matter how hard it wants to. Doesn't matter how hard it tries. It can't do it because it can only produce fruit from its identity. Now, here's where this applies to us as people. As people in this world, we are born in the image of God, right? We're all created in the image of God, but we're also born into a sinful world. And we're born into sin. And the problem with sin, understand this, the problem with sin is not just that sin is bad. The problem with sin is that sin is death. And outside of a relationship with Jesus, your spirit's not just sinful, your spirit's dead. You dead. But when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you're born again. But here's the problem. Before you do that, you're producing fruit from a dead identity. And so because your identity is dead, your, the fruit of your life that you're going to produce is dead. You're going to have a hard time producing good fruit when you're dead, when your identity is dead. You guys follow me? But when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, here's the beautiful thing. The Bible says you are now in Christ. 
You are born again. Your spirit is made alive in Jesus Christ. Your dead spirit becomes alive and made new. And now, listen, because you're in Christ, your DNA is in Christ. And the DNA of God now lives and resides within you. And so, listen, because your identity is in Christ, now you can produce the fruit that God produces. You have the ability to produce the kind of fruit that God wants you to produce. What is that? Look at this. Galatians 5, verse 22. The fruit. This is the produce. This is the product of the Spirit. That's capital S, Spirit. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit of God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control that's the fruit now that you can produce in your life because that's the dna of god and that dna lives inside of you can i get an amen Amen. so my question is how you doing with that you say pastor josh i'm not doing so good with that like i'm not always perfect when it comes to patience any parents in the house this morning i'm not always perfect in love gentleness, self-control, right? Anybody? I ate a big cookie last night. I did not practice the fruit of (laughs) self-control. We struggle with this stuff. Joy. We struggle with with this. So, So what's the deal? Well, here's the deal. The fruit of your life is not, remember what I said earlier, it's not just based on your identity. It's also based on your environment. See, I can take a perfectly good, healthy tree That has the identity in it to produce good fruit. But if I plant it in bad soil. And don't take care of the roots of that tree. And make sure it's planted in a good place. It ain't going to produce good fruit. In the same way. Listen. You may have the identity of Jesus Christ within you. You may have the identity of God. That allows you to produce the fruit of the spirit in your life. But if you're not planted. Rooted in the right system. In the right ground. The way God wants you to be. You're not going to produce the fruit God has called you to produce. Here, here, here's something to write down. A, a healthy tree in an unhealthy environment becomes unhealthy. In the same way, a healthy believer, full of the Spirit of God, if not planted in the right environment, you're going to become unhealthy. And if you're unhealthy, you can't produce the fruit that God has called you to produce. So we've got to make sure that we're not just identifying with God and have the DNA of Jesus inside of us, but we're also making sure that we're planted in the right kind of ground, in the right kind of soil. Jesus let us in on this in John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. Now, this is Jesus talking, all right? Jesus says this. He says, live in me. Live in me. Some translations say, abide in me, which means take up residence in me. Abide in me. Live in me. Make your home where you rest. What what do you do at home? You go to home to rest. You go home. That's where you live. That's where you stay put. You go to your home just about every day, most likely, right? Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear fruit by itself. You know, if I go outside to a healthy apple tree and I lop a branch off of it that has apples on it and I lay it on the ground, it's no longer connected to the tree. What's going to happen? It's going to die. No more fruit's going to be produced. And the fruit that's there is going to dry up because it's not connected to a source that's sourcing the fruit that it's supposed to produce in its life. He says, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. Look at this. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am the vine. In other words, I'm the root system. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relationship intimate and organic. Look at this. 
The harvest is sure to be abundant. Say that with me, church. The harvest is sure to be abundant. It's, it's, it's a promise of God. If you're joined to him, connected with him, if he's the root system of your life, the harvest, the fruit production in your life is going to be abundant. Not just every once in a while there's going to be some fruit. It's abundant. Separated. You can't produce a thing. Jesus says, I'm the vine. I'm the root system. I want you connected with me. I want you residing in me. But the problem is, we don't always reside in Jesus like he wants us to. We don't treat Jesus like our home. We treat Jesus, sometimes some of you in here, you treat Jesus like a vacation home. You got a vacation home, what do you do at a vacation home? You go to it, you know, once, twice, maybe three times a year. You go there to kind of get away from the normal part of your life. You go there to kind of rest and catch up and get away from the normal routine. But, but you leave there. You don't stay there. You go back to your normal routine. Some of us, that's how we treat Jesus. He's a vacation home for us. You're not going to produce fruit if Jesus is a vacation home for you. Some of you treat Jesus like he's a storm shelter. We live in Oklahoma. We know about storm shelters. What happens? A tornado Tornado sirens go off. Things are looking bad. The guy on the news is saying, it's heading for your house. So we run and we get inside of our storm shelter and we we wait it out in there. Things are really bad. So we're going to go here. We're going to hang out in here and hope that it doesn't get us and we're safe in here. But then as soon as it goes, we go right back to our normal life. Some of you, that's how you treat Jesus. When things are really bad, I'll I'll go hide in him for a little bit. But as soon as things clear up, I'm going to go back to how it used to be. You're not going to produce fruit in your life the way God wants you to if Jesus is your storm shelter. Jesus wants to be your permanent residence. He wants to be the place where you live. He's the vine. He wants you to stay connected to him. Why? Because Jesus understands something you need to understand. If you stay connected to him, you're going to produce fruit. Just like a good tree with good DNA planted in the right environment is going to produce fruit. A believer with the Spirit of God, the DNA of Jesus Christ within them, planted in the right environment, is going to produce fruit. That's what God wants for you because he wants you to produce fruit. So what do we need to understand about this? Three things you need to understand about this fruit production stuff. If you're going to produce good godly fruit, you've got to realize that, number one, it takes time. It takes time. Fruit doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time. Now look back at Luke chapter 13. I want to, we're going to look back at this and follow along with what, 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 the, what the vine keeper tells us here. He says, but he answered and said to him, sir, let it alone this year. Notice he puts a time on it. He says this year, a year is a long time, right? Like that's, he says, give me some time. It's going to take time. Listen, as believers, just because you make Jesus the Lord of your life doesn't mean that everything's going to change overnight. Now, I know stories of people who have seen miraculous things happen in their conversion to Jesus Christ. My mother was miraculously healed the day she made Jesus the Lord of her life. My dad was addicted to cigarettes and alcohol. He was miraculously set free when he made Jesus the Lord of his life. I know people who've been miraculously set free from drug addiction and sex addiction and homosexuality. And God does miraculous works in, on them. And we love that. We, we, we love it when we see healings take place and we... We see amazing things like that take place. But understand this. What I've also learned is a lot of what God wants to do in your life comes from walking with him and abiding with him over time. I remember in my early 20s when I really committed my life to Jesus Christ. I had a sin in my life that I was struggling with. I could not overcome. I tried everything. And I finally surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And, and I surrendered my life and I began to start following Jesus. But listen, my sin did not go away overnight. But as I continued to abide in Jesus, 
something happened inside of me. A transformation took place in my heart, in my mind. God renewed me and made, it, made a way so that I could move past my sin and find freedom from the thing that once dominated my life. Listen, my friends, that's gospel. Gospel is good news. And the good news of Jesus Christ is not that you make Jesus the Lord of your life and now you have to live the rest of your life trying not to do what you really want to do. That's not good news. That's bad news. Amen? Good news is Jesus comes along and as you abide in him, he begins to transform your mind, transform your heart, change you so that, listen, your want to changes. Your wanter shifts and you now want what Jesus wants. So you're not living a life trying not to do what you don't want to do. You're living a life getting to do what you want to do. Look at this. The Bible says this in Psalms chapter 37 verse 4. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord. You're abiding in him and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We love that verse, right? That's a good one. We'll put that one up on the, on the fridge, on the mirror, in the bathroom. I'm delighting myself in the Lord. He's going to give me what I want. But understand, while it means that, before God gives you what you want, he gives you what to want. He shifts the wanter inside of you. Because listen, what you want is not really what you want. You think you want it, but you don't. This is why we look at stuff like Hollywood and we look at politicians and we look at these people that have all the money and beautiful spouses. And, and then we hear on the news they're doing this stuff and we're just like, what is wrong with these people? They're crazy. Like, why would you do that? You have a, all the money in the world and this beautiful family and a beautiful wife. Why would, what's going on? Why, you're, you're committing suicide and you're, you're doing these crazy sex acts. And then we're just going, what is going on? Why? Because they don't know what they want. What they think they want, they don't want it. What they think they want is leaving, leaving their life feeling unsettled, unsatisfied, and unfulfilled. Yeah. But what Jesus wants to do is give you the right wants. He wants to give you what you really want. So that then you want what he wants, and what he wants for you is what will leave you fulfilled and satisfied and settled. He wants to fill you up with desires that lead towards his peace and his joy and his love. You can have that, but it takes time. It takes continuing to abide in him and remain in him over time. And he shifts your want to. So the first thing we got to do is we got to realize it's going to take some time. Here's the second thing. If you're going to produce good godly fruit, you got to realize you're going to have to disconnect from some stuff. I said stuff. You could say disconnect from some darkness, disconnect from some weeds, disconnect from some things that are keeping you from what God wants to do in your life. Look now, look back at Luke chapter 13, verse 8. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone for a year also until I dig around it. Jesus is saying, I need to dig around at the root kind of fruit that it, I need to free up these roots so that this tree can produce the kind of fruit that it's supposed to produce. My question for you this morning is, are there any weeds in your life at the root system of your life that are choking the roots and spoiling the fruit. This world is dark. This world is full of darkness. And the things of this world are weeds that want to choke the life out of you, that want to keep you from what God has from you. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says this. It says, you were formerly darkness. That's before you made Jesus Lord of your life. You were living in darkness. This world is dark and sinful. And, and this world is in death and decay. And the things of this world are, will lead to death 
and decay and darkness. But look at this. But now you are light in the Lord. Listen, we have been brought out of darkness and put into light. We have been purchased by Jesus Christ and set into a new kingdom. Your kingdom is not this earthly kingdom. You are now a part of the kingdom of heaven. So look at what it says next. Live like children of the light. In other words, disconnect from the darkness. Why? Because for the fruit of light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So, so what are you holding on to that may be rooted in darkness, that may be choking you at the roots and spoiling the fruit? Remember, the fruit's not the problem. The root is the problem. We've got to get to the roots. And the root's not just an issue of your identity. It's an issue of your environment. What's your environment look like? Are there things within your environment, darkness, weeds that you're allowing in your life that may be keeping you from what God has for you? Are you rooted in negativity and gossip and anger and unforgiveness? Are you feeding on things like doubt and bitterness? Are you walking so in step with the culture and climate of this world? Listen, if you're doing that, there's going to be some some weeds and some stuff in this world that's going to keep you from the fruit production from the full yield of what God wants to produce in your life. You guys getting this this morning? We got to disconnect from some stuff. Here's another way of saying that. We got to die to some stuff. As I was reading and studying this this week, God kind of led me in this direction. This is really, this is really amazing. If you take a branch from a tree and you cut it off and you connect it to another tree, that tree has the, that branch has the ability to take on the identity of the tree that it's now connected with in certain trees. Like for example, if you cut off a, a branch on a lemon tree and you connect it to an orange tree, it's called grafting. You graft that lemon tree branch into that orange tree branch. That lemon tree branch that once produced lemons will take on the identity of the tree, the root system that it's now in of that orange tree, and that lemon tree branch will begin to produce oranges. Isn't that amazing? But here's the key to this whole thing. Let me read this to you. This is what I read this week. The only way a lemon tree branch can completely turn into an orange tree branch, hear this, is if the grafted branch has died. And the rootstock, that's the root system, then grows on its own, producing the fruit it's programmed to produce depending on the rootstock. Okay, so here's what happens. In order for a lemon tree branch to start producing oranges, it has to die to its old nature. You guys getting this? God has fruit He wants you to produce. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, joy. He wants you to produce this. But in order for you to produce it, you're going to have to die to some of your old nature. You're going to have to die to some of the stuff that you've been living in and residing in if you're going to produce fruit the way God wants you to. You're going to have to die to some self in order to produce what God's called you to produce. So my question is, what, are there any weeds? Is there some stuff in your life you need to disconnect from? Is there some stuff in your life you need to dig up at the roots, pull out of your life? Is there some stuff in your life that you need to die to so you can connect with God the right way? How do you know? You invite the Holy Spirit to talk to you about it. You go to God and you say, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life right now that's unpleasing to you? That's a prayer I pray every day. God, is there anything in my life that's unpleasing to you? Is there anything in my life that's choking my life at the roots that's keeping me from the fruit you've called me to produce? Last year, I was talking to a guy here in the, in the church, and he was struggling with a particular sin. 
And as I was talking with this guy, I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and tell him, hey, you need to pay attention to the music you're listening to. So he came back to me a couple weeks later and he said, I realized something. There's some music that I used to listen to that reminds me of my past. A time in my life when I was very, very sinful. I used to listen to this particular kind of music. And, and I find that I'll listen to that music still because I kind of like it. I'll listen to it to this day. And when I do it, it takes me to that place again and kind of puts me back in that season of my life. And so he said, I, I'm cutting that off. Well, I, I'm not saying that's your issue. I'm saying, what does the Holy Spirit want to say to you today? Is there something in your life, is there a root system that you don't even realize that, that you're allowing into your life that's choking you at the roots and spoiling the fruit? You've got to disconnect from some stuff. But you also have to do this. You've got to connect with some stuff. Connect with some stuff, some godly stuff. Look back at the verse with me, all right? Luke chapter 13, verse 8. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone for a year. It's going to take some time. Until I dig around it, we're going we're gonna to dig up some of these weeds. We're going to make sure we're dying to self like we're supposed to. And look at this, and fertilize it. Everybody say fertilize it. Fertilize. Here's what he's saying. We need, what fertilizer is a, it's, here's what fertilizer is. It's a substance added to soil or land to increase its productivity. So it's an outside agent of influence that you add that produces more fruit. So in, in our case, there's some things that God wants to connect us with that are outside agents of influence that are going to help us yield a greater crop of this fruit that God wants us to produce. There's some connections that we need to make with some particular things. Let me give you three things that we need to be connected with. We need to be rooted in if we're going to produce the good godly fruit God's called us to. Number one is this. Choose to be rooted in the Word of God. we got to choose to take up residence in the word of God, to be rooted in it on a daily basis. Look at this, Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's talking about the Bible. That's talking about the word of God. Someone is delighting in that. And in his law, he meditates. So, so this person's meditating on the word of God. Here's what that means. They're thinking about it. They're, they're saying it out of their mouth. They're going back over what it says. They're, they're rum, ruminating on it. They're continuing to go back over it over and over again. His law, he meditates day and night. Look at this. Look at what happens. He shall be like a tree that's planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So in this verse, we get this idea that we get this picture of a tree that's planted by a, a river of water that's likened to what it's like when a person is staying in the Word. A tree that's planted by a moving river of water, that's planted beside it, it's able to, to sink its roots and, and send its roots into that water. And because it's rooted in that source of life and it's flowing through its life all the time, it doesn't matter what's going on around that tree. Doesn't matter how hot it may get, doesn't matter the pressure that may be around that tree, because it has a constant source in its life of life, that tree is able to produce its fruit. In the same way, listen, God says you got to get in the Word like this. When you get the Word constantly flowing through your mind and through your heart, it is life. The Word of God is life to those who find it, health to your flesh. It begins to produce fruit. You've got a constant source you can tap into. And when you're tapping into the Word, look at what it says. It says you're going to bear fruit in your season. You're not going to wither. You're, whatever you do, it's going to prosper. That's an awesome promise that's available to those who do what? Are rooted in the Word of God. 
That's an amazing promise. So what does that mean? We got to get in the word on a daily basis. We got to meditate. We got to find verses that speak to where we are and and remind ourselves of the promises of God and what he wants to do in our life and live there so that we can draw from the goodness of God and and the life-giving power of his word so we can produce the fruit he wants for us. Here's the second thing. You need to be, choose to be rooted in the Holy Spirit. Choose to be rooted in the Holy Spirit. Look at this, Ephesians 3, 16, 19. According to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened. Anybody need strength today? If you need strength today, put your hand up. If you don't have your hand up, you need, you're a liar. You need strength to quit lying. We all need strength. Strength. Okay, we need strength. Look at this. May grant you to be strengthened with power. Anybody need power? We all need power, right? Okay. Now look at this. Through his Spirit, capital S, Spirit. It's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the third member of the Trinity, which is God, all right? We're strengthened with this power through the, through the Spirit in the inner being so that, so that, okay? So this means because you're strengthened through the power of God, now this can happen so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith so that Jesus comes to reside within you. You're not moved all the time by what the circumstances are of the world around you. That you being rooted and grounded in love, the foundation of your life becomes the love of Jesus Christ. You may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. This is a love that goes beyond your ability to think in your own ability. It's beyond, it's a, it's a supernatural comprehension of what God's doing in your life that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Okay, so here's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to empower you and strengthen you so you can have this foundation of of love of Jesus so that no matter what's going on around you, you see what God is doing. No matter if things are good, you understand God's grace is is causing it to take place. If things are bad, you realize that God's grace is gonna get you through it. God's with you. He's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. He's there for you. He's gonna watch over you and you're gonna get through whatever it is you're facing. If you connect with the Holy Spirit, how do you do that? You invite the Holy Spirit in on a daily basis. You go to God in prayer and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you today. I need you. I need to think thoughts higher than the thoughts of my own mind. I don't know about you, but I need that. My mind is limited. The Spirit of God is unlimited. He can show me things I have no comprehension of. I need to think thoughts high. I need to think like Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I invite you into my day. Speak to me, guide me, lead me. Show me things in your word. Show me things. Let me see people a different way. Let me see what you're doing. Let me see beyond my circumstances to what you're really doing in the world around me. That happens when we connect and and choose to be rooted in the Holy Spirit. Here's the third one. You need to choose to be rooted in the church, in the family of God, in the body of Christ. Psalms 92 verse 13. Those who are planted, everybody say planted. We say this verse all the time because it's so important. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, that's talking about the church, shall flourish in the courts of our God. Shall flourish. Flourish means to blossom to the the point of fruit. God wants you to produce fruit. And that comes from being planted in the house of the Lord. God wants you to be planted. That's why we talk to you about making sure you're here. We want you to be here. We don't want you to come to church every once in a while on a blue moon. We want you to come here all the time. We want you to be connected here. And more than just coming and attending, we want you to be planted. We want you to give and tithe so that your finances, what the Bible says, your heart is planted in the church. We want you to be serving in this church so that the service of your life is for the kingdom of God and for the work of Jesus Christ in this world. We want you to be connected in a group so you're connected with the family of God, building each other up in our most holy faith. We want you connected because what happens? You're going to flourish. You're going to produce fruit. 
church, I want you to understand God wants you to produce fruit. God has good things for you in store for you today. And here's the really good news. Okay, everybody lean in for just a moment. Like physically lean in. Okay, let me see you leaning in. Lean in a little bit. If you get nothing, get this today. This fruit that I'm talking about today, it is not fruit that you produce. It's not called the fruit of Josh. Turn to the person beside you and say, it ain't my fruit. What is it? It's the fruit of the... It's the fruit of the... It's the fruit of the... So who produces it? The Spirit of God. What happens is we connect with God with our born-again DNA in Jesus Christ, our identity. We connect with God. We abide in Him like we're supposed to, and the fruit comes automatically. If you you get nothing else, get this out of this today. Your job is not to bear fruit. Your job is to stay put. That's our job, to abide in Jesus Christ, to stay connected with Him. He is the vine. We are the branches. We stay connected with Him. And because of that, we're going to produce fruit because inside of you is the DNA of Jesus Christ. Inside of you is the DNA of God. And so you don't have to work to produce love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You don't have to do that. You just have to stay connected with God and that fruit's going to automatically come out of you because a good tree with the right DNA planted in the right environment is going to produce the right kind of fruit. A good believer that has made Jesus the Lord of their life, planted in the right environment, is going to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. This is going to be a good series. Amen? Amen. Next week and the following weeks, we're going to start getting into some specific things that are some fruit issues that we need to deal with. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning in this message? Let me ask it another way in case you're new to the things of God or new to church. What, What do you feel like God may be saying to you this morning? Or or here's another way of saying it. What are you thinking right now? Because that's how God talks to us. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. We are a spirit. God speaks spirit to spirit. So he's talking to you on the inside. So these, we get these thoughts and that's really not, not us all the time. It's God speaking to us, giving us these thoughts. So God may be saying something to you right now, speaking to you. Maybe he's talking to you about some areas. Maybe there's some weeds in your life that he's showing you that you need to disconnect from. Maybe there's some roots in your life that are being, being, tied up in these weeds and it's choked and they're choked out so you're not producing the fruit maybe maybe there's some some things you you relationships you need to disconnect from maybe there's some stuff some changes you need to make maybe you need to choose to get connected in the word like never before my encouragement to you is whatever you feel like god's saying to you right now just listen and obey it's really easy following god's not hard if you just listen and obey it all works out really well God's a simple, loving God. He doesn't want to make things hard for you. He wants to help you. And so, Lord, I just thank you for everybody in here. I pray that as you speak to them, Lord, that you're leading them and guiding them into all truth, that the things you're showing them this morning, that you would help them to be able to walk those things out, empowered by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. With your head still bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you never made Jesus the Lord of your life, maybe right now you you would kind of fall into that category of being a branch that's not connected to God. So you find yourself not producing the kind of fruit. There's a lot of death in your life. And, and you feel like God is far from you. You know you're not right with God. You're not where you should be. And you want to be right with God. Maybe at one point you were right with God, but you've drifted away. And, and you feel like today you, you know you need to get things right. Maybe right now you sense the love of God in this room. I pray that you do. I pray right now that you would recognize that God is for you. 
No matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've been, God is, is waiting for you and he's saying, hey, come, I love you. I want to welcome you into my family. I want to welcome you into this tree. I want you to produce the right kind of fruit. If that's you today and you'd like to make the decision to start following God and take that first step, we'd love to pray with you. In fact, I'm going to pray a prayer here in just a moment. If that's you today and you want to either commit your life or recommit your life to Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And since the rest of us are already believers, we'll pray this prayer with you. All right, so say this with me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe Jesus rose for me so that I could be raised to new life in him. Jesus, I choose you. I lay aside my past. I give you my present. And I give you my future. Not my will, but yours be done. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. Let's give him a hand. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.